Shalom Abracha Repti Yavom is Daf Kuftes Zai. And today's Daf discusses when you have a get that states the person's name, are we choshesh for someone else's name? We finished that discussion from yesterday. Then we discuss what qualifies a ketata, a quarrel between a husband and wife that will affect the woman's namonis on his death. And we discuss the Behudah Shita that the wife needs to be grieving when she reports her husband's death. And we have a new mission that talks about Mokoim Rochoik. Mokoik is Pesel Beshamai. At the end of the day, they don't argue. And the Gemara finishes discussing when the Chachamim make Xero based on a Maisa Shahaya. Are they only Gezer exactly what happened in that story or are they Gezer even beyond that? We begin with a story of a get that they found in Sura. And it said in this get that in the town of Sura, I, Barchia, from Naharda, divorced this and this woman, my wife. So they're going to check the whole Sura and all the way to Naharda and they couldn't find anyone named Anon Barchia. Besides for one guy, Anon Barchia from a different city, from Chagra. And he happened to be in Naharda. And witnesses came came and testified on him, on Chagra, on, on this Anun Barchia from Chagra, that that day that the get was written, he was with them in Narado. So Abayi says, even according to me, I hold that we are Chayshish that maybe there's somebody else with the same name in this in this star. But in this case, they're not going to be Chayshish that it was this other guy. Because we know exactly who the other person may be, how many people there are. We know there's only one other person possible. And there are witnesses that he was in Narado that day. So how would he have been in Surah? Rav says the opposite. He said, I'm not even Chayshish here because I mean, normally, I'm not Cheshesh, but if here I am Cheshesh, he was in Surah, because maybe he took a flying camel, which either he had some magical camel, or he had some camel that traveled very fast, so he was actually able to, you know, like the conqueror, able to travel to Surah on the same day that he was with these Edim in Narada. Or maybe he had Kvitsa Sederich. Or even, by uh, Rava suggests, he assigned a Shliach to write it for him, like Rav Safri says. Rav and Rav Huna both say that when the Sefer is writing it for someone else, the Shlichus, he writes it as if he is writing it here in the place where the cipher is writing and not where the person is even though the guy Taku could have been in Surah now going back to the case we had before about the guy who was mafked his sesame seeds to his friend and then he finds the guy is claiming that it's his own sesame seeds now how do we paskin are we choishish that the guy swapped that out for his own sesame seeds or not Rav Yemer says we're not going to assume that this guy swapped it out for his own sesame seeds and Ravina says we are and Halach Lamai says we are choishish that the guy actually swapped out the Pikodin for his own identical sesame seeds and that's how we pass him. Now, moving on, the Gemara asks, what is considered a ketata, an argument, a rift between the husband and wife? What is what constitutes a ketata? So Yehuda Marshmall says, it's when a woman tells his tells her husband, I want a divorce. So the Gemara says, yeah, but every wife tells her husband that. Apparently, that was Menagamakim. Uh, Maybe it was more common. I don't know. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. It's weird the woman kind is that she already had received a, a divorce. So the Gemara says, we should believe her that she got a divorce. Forget her testimony on the death. Ramnuna says, that if a woman claims that her husband had divorced or a believer, she has a chazaka, that a woman's not going to embarrass herself in front of her husband and say, you divorced me. We trust her on this. Interesting over here, her husband isn't here, but the Gemara answers that this case was where she claims that her husband gave a divorce in front of these two individuals and they investigated and these two people said that never happened. So since we're not trusting her about the divorce, which she claims, but never really happened, we're not going to believe her when she says that her husband had died. Now, if they're fighting, why would that change the halacha? Chinina says it's because she would lie to get out of her marriage. She would lie and say that her husband is dead. If Shimi Barashi says differently, he says that she may imagine that her husband died even when he hadn't died yet. She didn't actually see him dying. What's an Afghamina? 
Nafkmina is when he is the one who is instigating the fights. Because right here, since he's always bothering her, she's scared to lie. As Tasis explained, but it doesn't mean that you won't imagine him dying. So now the Gemara asks, what's the look about an Eid Echod in a case where they had been quarreling beforehand? Would we believe an Eid Echod to say that the husband had died? So the Gemara says, well, it would depend on what the reason for an Eid Echod is. Is it because what he's testifying on is something that we're easily able to find out so he's not going to lie? Or is it because we're relying on the woman's investigation? And right here, she's not going to be doing any investigating, so we would not trust the Eid Echod. The Gemara leaves that as a teku. Next, in the Mishnah of Yehuda, told us that we're only going to believe the woman to say that her husband had died if she's grieving, she's crying, she has her clothing torn. So in the Brayas of the Chachamim, tell her Yehuda, according to you, if a woman is, is a good actress, we're going to believe her, but if she's not, we're not going to believe her. Our abundant disagree, and therefore they say... No matter what presentation she's coming forth with, she can remarry. Which I didn't explain. If you have two wives, one's a good actress, one's not, we're not going to say that one's husband is dead and one's not. It's the same husband. In fact, someone came to the Bezdin of Rabbi Yehuda, and she wanted to claim that her husband had died, and they told her, make sure you say a nice eulogy on your husband, tear your clothing, and put on the whole show, so that Rabbi Yehuda will be him to trust that your husband died. The Gemara says, wait, were they teaching her to lie? No, the, the Rabbonin were telling her to do this, and they held, they held like their Rabbonin, and they just wanted to be Yehuda to Paskin correctly. The Meiri says a Merdechilish from here that you can actually lie, twist the truth to a Paisik in order to get the accurate sack out of him. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us originally they Paskin that we only said in our previous Mishnah that we believe her that her husband dies only when he's coming from a grain harvest in the same Medina like this original story that happened with a woman claiming that her husband died. And we're going to explain what these stories are. But Shammai says, well, wait, what does it matter? If she, why does it matter if she's coming from if the husband had been harvesting grain, harvesting olives, harvesting grapes, whether it's this Medina or another Medina? The Chachamim only said a grain harvest because that's what had happened. And at the end of the day, Basil actually changed her psak to be make like Beis Shammai. So I guess this isn't one of those cases where Basil is machmir. So now the Gemara tells us, there's a brace that says, Beis Shammai told, told Basil to clarify what Amishnah was saying, according to your original psak, they were only going to believe her when, when he was harvesting grain. If he's harvesting barley. How are we going to believe her? Or if he's getting grapes, olives, dates, figs, how would we know that we believe her? No, there was a Misa that it was the grain harvesting season. But that we could we could apply that to all other harvests. Likewise, just because in that case he had been in the same Medina, doesn't mean we're not going to believe him and believe her when he was in another Medina. But Basilel says, look, you can't carry this over to Medinas. Medinas are different than the harvests. Because in the same Medina, when everyone around knows who they are, people are there, she's scared to make a claim. That's not true. But in another Medina where there aren't so many people, she's not as scared. And she may, in fact, be lying. Bishamai says, even there, even far away, people are going to come. It may take a while for them to get there, but she's still scared to lie, even if she was a while away in another Medina. What was this Misa that they're basing it off of? Rabbi Huda Mashmal tells us it was the end of the grain harvesting season. Ten people went off to harvest their wheat, and a snake came and bit one of them, and he died. The wife of this individual came, told Bezdin. They found out that she was actually testifying accurately that this husband was dead. So at that moment Chazal instituted that when a woman says her husband died, she can remarry. Or if they hadn't have chil- had children, she's now Chayv and Yibo. The Gemara suggests that Rebbe Chinina ben Akiva and their Rabbanan are arguing in the same Akhlechus as Beisham and Beis 
parallel. We have an abraisa regarding the mechatos, the, uh, the ashes of the paraduma. It says that one is not allowed to carry this, these ashes, which cannot become tame. You're not allowed to carry them in the yardane, in a boat. You're not allowed to stand on one side and throw it to the other side. You can't carry it over on a raft. You can't ride it over on an animal. You can't ride it on someone else's back unless his feet are, are mamish touching the floor. Direct contact with ground. You could carry it over a bridge that your feet are on the ground over there, on a bridge ground. If the bridge is even is, is going over the Arden or any other river. Chanina ben Akiva disagrees over there and he says the only iser of carrying the Farchatos is on the Yardin and in a boat, just like the Maisa that happened. So it sounds like the Rabbonin are like Beshamai that expand from the Maisa Shahoya. Chanina ben Akiva holds like Besalah. You have to pass exactly like the way the original story happened. Everything more says that it's not necessarily a parallel because the Rabbonin will say they even pass like Besalah because Basil only said by the husband dying because she has a certain fear when she's in the same Medina. But she's not scared if she was far away making this claim where there were only strangers. So, too, but, but over here, there's absolutely no difference between the Yardin and any other river. Akiva will also tell us, I could even pass on like a Bishamai. Don't stick me with Basil necessarily because Bishamai only said over there that we could broaden the Psaq from the original Misa because then she's going to go out and do her own research on the death of her husband. It doesn't matter whether you're close or you're far away. Wherever the event happens, but over here, the Maisa happened in the Arden and on a boat. That's where the Rabbana made their Gzeira. But on other rivers, the Maisa never happened there, so you can bring the Afar Khatos across there. What was this Maisa with the Afar Khatos? Rabbi Dumarav says the story was there was an individual who was bringing over the Khatos, the Mei Khatos, the Afar Khatos, and he was coming over the Yarden in a boat, and he found a Kazayas of a Mace wedged into the side of the boat, and the purifying ingredients, the Afar and Mei Khatos, were Metama oil above it. So when Chachamim heard they sent out a psaq that one is not allowed to carry the mechatos and the over the yardin in a boat. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.